So we were talking about why, right? And that was my, my why, 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 like, this needs to stop, but why is it happening? My theory was it, it, it suits well for people to be contrarians in the social media yeah. space because you could be the purple cow with your quote-unquote brand and that you're going to cut through and be disruptive. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that, right? Like, I think I think we need conservatives. We need people that are going to push back against some of the lunacy we're saying we're seeing in the social and in the in in square. But that was my assessment of why we're seeing some of this. You had a different take, which I think is even better. And I actually think is, is and I'm going to, I'm going to try to tie it together. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so break that, what, what your take was of yes. why we're seeing more and more of this, yeah. this weird doctrine. Yeah, I think when we talk about, we, there really is a supernatural world that exists outside of us. And we wouldn't deny that. The Bible refers to things like the spirit of Jezebel. I didn't start with Jezebel. There was plenty of Jezebels before Jezebel, right? Yes, there is this there's this um, emasculation of men, a spirit of controlling men, disrupting order of households, that sort of thing that yeah. predates it. There's There are spirits that exist in the world, and it can just be a person's outlook or actual spirits that are attempting to control things. So within the first century, the worldview of many of those outside the New Testament were that they were Gnostics. And this Gnosticism comes from the Greek gnosis, which is essentially knowledge. And they really sought knowledge to ascertain their deeper truths about reality. Yeah. So the more knowledge that they had about certain things, spiritual realities, the closer they were, the more they were enlightened, the more that they had. Mm -hmm. So the deep, so there was this searching after knowledge, more and more knowledge, more and more knowledge. And I think that the spirit of Gnosticism, which predates the Gnostics, is still alive and well today come on yeah. Yeah. and so this spirit of narcissism is 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 a spirit that only flourishes detached from a true community mm -hmm. with the holy spirit right where man is seeking more knowledge as the way that i get close to god instead of the simple truth of the gospel come That's on amazing. and 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 uh <clears throat> the truth will 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 be oftentimes not all the time but will often be simpler and 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 less loud and rambunctious mm -hmm. and scripture is clear right. that he has confounded the wise mm -hmm. with that which the world considers not wise, right? Yeah. The foolish of the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the interesting part to me about what you said is that uh, I've always seen it in this in the scriptures when we when we talk about knowledge and this need for knowledge. I I see it, ex it exhibited in a couple different ways. I see it in some charismatic circles where there's always a need for a new word. I need a mm -hmm. new word. I need to find somebody to give me a new word, a new revelation, right? It's like, well, are you applying like the revelation we have <laughs> in the scriptures, right? So I think I think I see that. And then I also think about the, the three levels of knowledge, right? Which is um, explicit knowledge, implicit knowledge, and tacit knowledge. So you have like explicit knowledge, which is like FAQ, information, right? Then you have implicit knowledge, which is wisdom. Like uh, I, could, I could watch a video on how to change my oil, but you actually got to go and then change your oil. Mm -hmm. And then tacit knowledge is the let me live out being a mechanic so that I never have to let anybody else touch my oil. Again, I can just always do it myself, right? There's levels to it. Mm -hmm. And what I see a lot, especially in the YouTube space, especially in the influencer space, especially in the Christian TikTok space, is there's a ton of head knowledge. And I just want, because there's a, there's a dopamine attached to feeling like you're on the in crowd. You know mm -hmm. what very few people know. Is that actually transitioning into any type of tacit knowledge? Yeah. If you find out all this information, but like you're still the same person, yeah. if you find out this information and it's not improving your marriage or transforming how yeah. you live your day life, loving your neighbor, then it's just head knowledge. Yeah. And it's no different than the charismatic that just needs another word or the atheist that just can't be convinced of God because it just doesn't make logical sense to him, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think when you describe that like that, that that spirit of Gnosticism, I was like, man, that's so good. Yeah, and it's it's prevalent in the Messianic movement, right? Mm. People who identify as Messianic Jewish or Messianic Judaism, there are people 
who have, I've debated that have gone and converted to traditional Orthodox Judaism. Mm. They've while converted to Orthodox? Orthodox Judaism, mm. living in Orthodox Jewish communities, mm -hmm. while believing Jesus is the Messiah, mm. but viewing the New Testament through rabbinic texts as the keys by which we need to understand the Jewish Jesus. Because if you don't have rabbinic Judaism, what they would say is true Judaism, mm -hmm. you can't understand the Jewish Messiah. Whoa. So it's anachronistic, Yikes. right? Yeah. Because they're saying, you got to know the Zohar, and I'm just list rabbinic works, the Kabbalistic works, the Zohar, you have to know the Talmud, the Midrash. Mm -hmm. These are the lens of Judaism by which you can truly understand Jesus. And this is that secret knowledge which gives you the keys to eternal life because mm -hmm. now you understand who yes, Jesus yeah, is, yeah, yeah. right? And then if, see, you silly Christians, so stupid. Yeah. You don't know Judaism. Yeah. You don't know Hebrew. Yeah. God can't be a man. You have to understand he can ascend with a certain level of spirituality. And Moses was God in his throat. And God was in Moses' throat, the Shekinah. And they have all these things that they threw through their literature to make Jesus fit, but they have the wrong Jesus, mm. a created one after. Wow. And so this is knowledge, but... Hey, you're not as close to God as me mm. because you don't know the material. Mm. You don't know the literature. Brother, it's plain. Wow. Yeah. My four-year-old son is saved. He knows the Lord. Yeah. I believe he's born again. Yeah. He don't know nothing about no rabbinic literature, no right. midrash, no right. nothing, right? right. Wow. The plainness that Jesus loves him, that he died for him, I, my son is born again, yeah. four years old, right? Wow. So it's the plainness that a child can yeah. receive, yeah. not all these extra complexities. Yeah, the, the main things are the plain things, and the plain things are the main things. Amen. That's good. Wow. Any, any thoughts on this, Avery? No, that, this, this is good. This Going into the Gnostic conversation, I haven't really uh, delved deep in that before mm -hmm. you know so listening to this perspective is like i'm fascinated yeah. right now yeah well i mean it's everywhere like gnosticism is is, is in so many different pockets and it, and it really does come down to also a low view of the physical and material yeah, world yeah. so if you don't view the physical material world you're going to struggle with the incarnation like why does god become man yeah and then you're and in a very practical <clears throat> sense you're going to struggle with you could develop a, a persecution complex. You can develop a woe is me. The world is bad. The system is rigged. Mm -hmm. I can't get ahead. Yeah. I'm going to be hated as a Christian. Show me your persecution. Where right? And yeah. this is this is stuff that, that that folks are literally saying. Like, why don't you have persecution? And it's like, what if God just gave me a different grace? Yeah. Or what if you don't know my persecution? Like, because yeah, persecution exactly. don't got to be. I'm the contrarian on social media, yeah. and everybody hates me except this small little fragment of people that are like devoted to me. Yeah. You know. I think yeah. it's really good you touched on that because. As Paul is writing mm -hmm. against these Gnostics, he says, you know, this hate of the natural physical realm, right? The higher realm, the spiritual realm, the knowledge realm, the, mm -hmm. the ascertaining to that, holding on to that. Mm -hmm. He writes, no one can say Jesus came in the flesh, right? Anyone who denies that is Antichrist. And he speaks negatively of those who were speaking against Jesus actually coming in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And they believe that he only came in the spirit, not in a real body. Mm -hmm. Right? So, that, so what's the conclusion? Which the devil is after, which the enemy is after. A denial of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Messiah that really pays the price for sin. Yeah. Introducing another Jesus, another Yeshua. It's good. It's okay. Hebrews 11. I think this might be the best <laughs> argument for Jesus being God Almighty mm -hmm. that I've heard. All right, yeah. sir. Go ahead and cook. Yeah. So, so this is um, this is to argue against this idea that that there are other things other than God that are called God. For yes. example. Yes. So this this word god is not special right that's that's the argument right. it's, so to right. be called god it's, it's not special you can be called god but you're not god almighty yeah. specifically right. specifically the god elohim's mm -hmm. god yes, which exactly. is a different word god than, than we're going to see here right so what you have here guys is okay you can acknowledge this but what you want to prove is that jesus is yahweh jesus is jehovah however you guys want to say it jesus is yahweh only 
Yahweh is Yahweh. That name belongs to God Almighty and God Almighty alone, the true God, the one who created the heavens and the earth. Okay. So with you showing that Jesus is Yahweh, there's no question about it. He's God Almighty. God okay? Almighty. This he's not a lowercase G. No lowercase he's G. He's not the top G. <laughs> Get it. He's God Almighty. God Almighty. Okay. Hey, you want to see something kind of crazy? Over 75% of the people that watch this channel are not subscribed. Please consider subscribing and turning your bell notification on so that you don't miss anything we have going here. So this is what we have here. We have um, in Hebrews 1, we have the Father speaking of the Son, starting at verse 8, right? Starting at verse 8, you have the Father speaking of the Son. And so earlier in the context, guys, read this on your own. You have... You know, the, the, the author is saying, to which of the angels did God ever say, you know, you're my son, today I've begotten you, or uh, uh, today I'll be your father, today you're my son, and things of this nature. And But he says to the angels to worship the son, right? You see that in the earlier verses. Then he starts speaking of the son, the father, speaking of the son, but of the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Now, pause here. Somebody will be like, well, see, well, Jesus has a God there. God the Father is the God of Jesus, so he can't be God Almighty, right? Mm -hmm. Well, no, not necessarily, because this is talking about Jesus in his, uh, in his, he took on the form of a servant. When he became flesh, that's when God the Father became the God of Jesus, right, right, and he submitted right, right. to him. Je Jeremiah thirty two twenty seven. I am the God. God is the God of all flesh. Mm -hmm. So the when, once the Word became flesh, that's when God became the God of Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. He literally says this in Psalm twenty two verse ten. He says, "From my mother's womb, you have been my God." Mm -hmm. We don't see nothing like that beforehand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now let's continue on. So verse ten, he continues, and so the Father continuing to talk to the Son says, "You Lord." laid the foundations of the earth and in the beginning and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will wear out like a garment, like a robe. You will roll them up like a garment. They will be changed, but you are the same and your years have no end. Now this is important guys, because this is quoting an old Testament Psalm. Now, whenever you see the new Testament, quoting an old the the old testament mm -hmm. it doesn't translate the the tetragrammaton it doesn't it doesn't say yahweh but it'll use the greek word kyrios which mm -hmm. is lord there so mm -hmm. in the old testament what you see you lord would actually be yahweh in the old testament mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so when you see here the father is saying that this right here is about the son mm -hmm. But when we go to the Old Testament, mm -hmm. let's go find out who this is really speaking to. And so we're going to Psalm 102. Psalm 102. What verse? We'll, we'll start at verse 1, for example. Okay. So verse 1. Just and, and this is what they're referencing. This yes. is, uh, is Psalm 102. Exactly. Hebrews, Hebrews 1, 1 is, is referencing mm -hmm. Psalm 102. Quoting it verbatim. Mm -hmm. Now, so, uh, so we know that this is a prayer to Yahweh. No questions about it. Verse 1 says, Hear my prayer, O Yahweh. Let my cry come to you, right? So for those who don't know, Lord in all caps in the Old Testament, when it looks like that, it's Yahweh in the in the Hebrew. They just don't translate the name, okay? So it's Yahweh. Now, let's go to verse 12, just to make sure we don't understand who we're talking about. Verse 12, it says, But you, O Yahweh, are enthroned forever. You 
are remembered throughout all generations. So there's no question who this is talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Talking to Yahweh, David. Want me to read the Hebrew for you? Oh yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, it says Vata Adonai Leolam Teshev Vezichrecha the door Vador. So literally from generation to generation Vata you Yadhevave. Exactly. Now we're gonna get to the part that Hebrews quotes. Now go to verses 25 to 27. Let me know this sounds familiar, ladies and gentlemen. So talking to Yahweh, right? This is what David says to Yahweh. Of old, you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They all will wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years have no end. Now you ask David, who are you talking about? Mm -hmm. David will say Yahweh, of course, duh. Mm -hmm. But when you ask the father, who is this about? The father says, oh, this is about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the father in Hebrews 1 identifies Jesus as Yahweh, the one that David was praying to. Mm -hmm. So there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can say Elohim. You can do all oh, this general. Yeah. You can use God for anybody, but you can't use Yahweh for anybody. Yeah. Only God Almighty is called Yahweh, and the Father identifies Jesus as Yahweh, God Almighty. So here is, yeah. See, that first word is Atah, that's you, Adonai, Yeshev. And this is the word Lord, yeah. Yeah. which is? Yadhevave. Which is? What is Yadhevave? Adonai, Yahweh. Yahweh. <laughs> Play them air horns, baby. There you go. That's good Bible, right? That's good Bible. And so, if we go, and if we go to the in the Greek, because because remember the Old Testament is written different, that's right? right? Different that's right. different language mm -hmm. is in the Septuagint. The Septuagint. So if we go yeah. to the to Hebrews eleven in the Greek, now people might be trying to press back and say it doesn't say kurios, it says or kirios, it says kuri. It's, it's only because it's in the vocative. Mm -hmm. So vocative is like saying, oh, Lord, mm -hmm. you know, oh, Lord, you laid. It's an evocative form, yeah. so it changes the ending of it, which yeah. Greek is a highly inflected language. Yeah. So it's going to say something like kuri or kurios. So yeah, it's, it's yeah I mean, but I, I think from looking at that, you have a clear callback yep. to Psalm. 100%. Yep. And in Psalm, you have a clear referencing the same words. What Who Hebrews is quoting mm -hmm. is quoting Yahweh. That's right. And so the Greek is a, a different language. That's why you don't see Yahweh in the Greek. Exactly. Right? No, no, but exactly. what it but it is, Kyrios is the, that name. I mean, it's used for sir and lord, but putting it in that place shows us exactly. that it is who they're referring to. This this sense of Kyrios, Kyrios in, in the modern pronunciation. Yeah. He is, that is how we say lord in modern. I mean, that is the way you'll be referring to the Chetrogrammaton. Yeah. It is a stand-in. And, and something I'll add on to that. The reason why no one else can have yod or what's typically said Yahweh, the reason why that is is because in the bush is when God says who he is. He says, asher I, I will be what I will be in the future. Mm -hmm. This is why when we have our modern Christian songs that says the great I am. Mm -hmm. It's really weird mm -hmm. because what are you talking about? That's you don't refer to God as the great I am. You refer to God as the great he is. He is, he exists. Right. Uh, so that's why Yerhevafe is a third person form of the verb of being. Mm. So when he says, I am that I am in Exodus 3, going back, we say Yerhevafe, that's a third form, present third person masculine form of he will be in the future. Yeah. Right? So he said, the Lord says, I will be what I will be. We say he will be. 
yod he vav That's where it comes from, yeah. right? That's so that's good. why for Jesus to have the so name... So yod he vav is actually the Lord is what, the, what, what, what so I will be. I will be what I will be. Yeah, so ehiyeh asher ehiyeh means ehiyeh is I will be. So ehiyeh asher, I will be that which ehiyeh I will be. This is God declaring eternal existence, which is vital. So, but when we refer to God, we're not going to say ehiyeh because ehiyeh is saying I will be. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're going to say He will be. Mm-hmm. So yod heh many people say, is a form of the third person mm-hmm. in the future, saying He oh. will be. You know what I'm saying? That's why we say yod heh And if you know Hebrew, that's how the third person, masculine, singular, future forms go with a Y in front of it, right? Yeah. yeah. That's so good. that's where you get Yahweh. So that's why when Jesus says, "Before Abraham was, uh-huh. I am," yep. everybody can't say that. Yep. Either you was. You will possibly be, maybe you are now, You, yeah. exi- but you can't say that I just am mm-hmm. before Abraham. You're literally yeah, placing right. yourself outside of time, breaking the chronological timeline yep. because your existence is in the womb. He's claiming yep. yod heh prerogatives. Yeah. That's good. Hey, this is a segment from our daily after-party stream. Consider partnering with us online for as little as $5 a month to get access to these daily after-party streams completely unedited. You'll also get access to our podcast as they are streamed live into the community before anyone else gets to see them, get to interact with our guests, get access to our private Discord server, and a discount code for our store for as little as $5 a month. Ultimately, that will help towards helping us continue contextualizing the gospel using media and podcast here on YouTube. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.